I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You cool, I'm cool. You cool, I'm cool. You cool, I'm cool. We're coolin' out. You cool, I'm cool. You cool, I'm cool. You cool, I'm cool. We're coolin' out. It's the Whisper Edition. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it'd be weird as fuck. <laughs> Just, hello. <laughs> like, is this nigga saying hello? How <laughs> hey, you going to add on? <laughs> Welcome back to Cool Him Out. Kev. Sal. Bro, we in here this week with the one, the only, the Green. infamous... Finally, what's going on, y'all? You Hollywood? Where we've been yeah, emailing no your assistant, assistant, yeah. assistant. Talk to my people. Word. <laughs> I, te- I texted him. He was like, "Susie ain't gonna get back to you." I was like, "Who? <laughs> Who? Yeah. I appreciate if you don't interrupt my private line like this. <laughs> Stop calling the private line. Who? No, we family. No, we business." <laughs> I need to clear something up from like jump. Mm-hmm. Where's my check, guys? Where's we oh, gave it to your sister. <laughs> put it on wax. <laughs> I need that money. Well, you, you didn't get it in the mail? You guys are popping out here. You ain't get it in the mail? You guys are dying. Oh, we, we, sent, we sent the regular mail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You should get it. You should get it. Yeah, 25 to <laughs> 61 no days. Yeah. 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 I'm expecting Just it. Look out carry a pigeon. You good. Real games are thrown in. You get it eventually. It's in round. Nah, but what's going on, gentlemen? What's going on with you? What's going on with you, beloved? I like your hat. I'm I'm, 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 I'm chilling out here. Trying to take over the set. (laughs) (laughs) I'm chilling. You chilling? chilling. What's up, man? Back in New York City. Wait, can I say something? How you feel? I didn't know iPhones do this now. When you get a call, they 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 filter it and it says <laughs> scam likely. That's for them scammers out there. Hey, Apple got y'all. Ignore. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's good with you. Talk to the people. Tell them who you are. Everyone don't know who you are, yeah, even though you're on the intro of cooling out, which is you know blowing up like a mug. Every time I listen to it every week, I listen to the episode and I'm like, thanks for the love. <laughs> that's me. That's my voice. Another 40, <laughs> that's, that's another forty-five cent right there. <laughs> I wish. So I wish. Put on our tab. Put on our tab. I'm all for it. Where yeah, um, <laughs> D Green, DGreenMusic.com. Y'all can go there. They can check everything out. Um, I don't know what y'all want me to talk about. <laughs> this guy. It's who, always it's listen, always weird when they ask. Listen, me. Like when you no, listen. Ask, right. listen, 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 right. listen. It's listen. our job to yeah. get no, no, you to open on, up. Hold on, wait. nah, you gotta have your. your We're not family. Nah, you gotta you gotta have you gotta have that. What's it called? Your pitch. Yeah, your pitch. 
Yeah. Your pitch statement, right? Is that what it's called? Statement. Your mission statement? No, it's no, called a pitch. <laughs> Elevator pitch. Yeah. So if someone, yeah. If, 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 if anyone came to you, you're like, oh, I'm degreeing it, but who is that? Bow, right there. Oh, uh, I don't really know who I am. Nah. <laughs> yeah, nah. I, don't, I don't know. You see the hat, nigga? That's who I am. <laughs> who am I? <laughs> That's who I am. Good question. Who am I? <laughs> um, I'm a kid from the Bronx, born and raised. Um, BX? <laughs> I'm here to inspire through music, through song. Uh, that's all you got. I mean, that's all I really got. Okay, that's cool. That's, that's cool. Really How long have you been looking to do these things? <laughs> <laughs> Open them up a little. Yeah. <laughs> Just a tad. <laughs> How long have I been looking to do... Inspire through the music? Oh, I was like 13. That's been trying to inspire since I was 13. Mm. Making music since I was 13, you know. How old do you know? Nah, I'm not, not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Put him on the spot. Put him on the spot. Now you're going to Google me. This nigga, no, so this nigga 40. Bring us. Bring <laughs> this nigga 40. That was 27 years ago. <laughs> Talking about back in my day, nigga. We walking. No shoes on. By my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you want to reinvent yourself. <laughs> player, player. <laughs> Stop talking like that. Job, turkey. But not. <laughs> So, like, talk about, like, the early years. Like, 13, you decide you want to start rapping. Like, what inspired um, that? How did that How did that come to uh, fruition? Pretty much growing up, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk as if we not family. You don't know half this shit. I don't know anything. <laughs> you ain't talking to me. You're talking to the people. Um, Growing up, it was pretty, like, my household, we just all love music. The family loved music. And, like, I would watch how the adults, they would pay attention when the songs came up and we knew and we knew those songs. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, when you recite them, they want to have you come out and be in front of their um, friends and sing those songs. So with that, <clears throat> I kind of liked that attention. Mm. And with that attention, I wanted to do it for myself. And then I was told, like, yo, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to say something, make sure it's something worth mentioning. So ever since then, it's just been a focus on writing and making sure, like, the words matter when I speak and things like that. And gotcha. I like that attention. I ain't going to lie. I don't know if, if artists uh-huh. say that or not, but I like that attention. Uh-huh. Like being in front of people on stage performing, watching their reaction to you. I love that. How does it, can you describe it? The feeling? Yeah. Well, like, probably like five minutes before you're about to go on, it's like nerve wracking. Like, like, you gotta take like multiple <laughs> shits before, or like, <laughs> on some no, eight mile shit. <laughs> Throw it up. Like, no bullshit. Um, I'm also, five minutes before I go on set, I almost forget everything I need to say. Like, every word to every Every song, time? Every time. It's the same feeling every time. Um, and then once the beat drop, the first word, once I get that first word, I'm good to go. But five minutes before you go on stage, it's nerve wracking. And once you get on stage and you see how they're reacting to you, you kind of just vibing up the people. Like you'll look at them, they're nodding or they're cheering or whatever the case may be. You just kind of rock with them and it works out well. Mm. It's a great feeling. So I mean, just <laughs> it's a great feeling, especially mm. when they're rocking with you. So you, s- uh, you said you found the music at 13? Well, it's, it's always been around like since I was a baby. Excuse me, since I was a kid. Um, but 13 is when I started writing for myself. Instead of like reciting like all of the songs that my grandparents and my parents used to listen to, I started trying to write my own stuff. Mm. Yeah. When did writing turn into recording? Um, literally like 13 and a half. <laughs> oh, okay. um, my little sister, she had like a Casio machine. Um, that's probably dating me, right? A little <laughs> I don't bit. Know what that is, but I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I Google it. I Google it. You beat me too. My little sister, she had a Casio machine where like put the tapes in or whatever you could record, like the little with the mic. Like, yeah. Is it so a yellow one? It was white. Red, blue, and yellow. My mom had the yellow one. Yeah. <coughs> so um, with that, I would take it. 
she wasn't playing with old times. So <laughs> <laughs> I would take it and put like the tapes in. Like back in the day, like when DJ Clue and them was playing on the radios and, and things like that, we would record those, like those type things. So I would mm-hmm. have those tapes and record over those tapes, um, which is things that I would recite, just kind of little rhymes and things. And I still remember my first rhyme. I'm not reciting it, but I remember it though. Mm. Yeah, never put me on the spot for that. So what do you think <laughs> about it now? It's horrible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it started off. I kicked the flave. <laughs> oh. I, I kicked started. the flave. You I might as well continue now. Yeah, you no, dating no, yourself. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I should have started with Kick the flave. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard that before. Mm, let him cook. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like some it. 90s uh, y- New y- York y- City y- rap. Y- 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 the <laughs> get down. So, you have a new project out now. I do. For the few two. For the few two. What does that? What does the F E W stand for? Um, for the few is an acronym for fans everywhere. Um, it's pretty much for the people that rock with me, the few, the many, whatever the case may be. As long as you're rocking with D Green, rocking with the music, rocking with the pro- performances, coming um, like purchasing the merchandise, just telling me what you think about the music. That's who it's for. Mm-hmm. It got to um, like for a long time. I know, like a lot of artists, they tend to want everybody to rock. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like our ideal like situation, whatever the case may be. But um, after a while, you start seeing the real people that are rocking with you, like people that are come up to you, like "Yo, your song did this for me," and that is who I do it for. Those feelings, like those people that come up to me and say things like that, it just makes me want to continue doing. It shows that I'm inspiring. It shows that I'm doing um, something mm-hmm. right. So um, I decided to do it for those people first and foremost and like the people that they invite after the fact and the people that want to get involved with it so I called it for the few and that just kind of plays on for the little or for the many fans everywhere mm-hmm. so. gotcha yeah. so what what is like your inspiration in selecting the particular songs you made because this was um, an EP yeah. and it was like six tracks so like these must have been like the six tracks you chose specifically hand chosen yeah. so what made you choose these six tracks to make it a collaborative and put into an EP um being that it's for the few I wanted <coughs> to get I wanted it to be intimate um so like the if you if you listen to the project it sounds like I'm just having a conversation with the people that are like there like in the room for the most mm-hmm. part um I wanted to give them a piece of me give them my story as opposed to doing the more general um like hip hop I wanted to just talk to them give them my story and mm-hmm. pretty much uh that's pretty much it. What do you think about this new project compared to your old project? Um, I think it's better. I think um, How so? there's growth in it. One thing I like to do with music, I think as long as you're growing with the music, it's always better. You're, you're not the same person you were last year. And if you can kind of instill that into the music, it'll always be better. Mm. What would you classify as growth? Like the lyrics are better, better um, production? What? Both. Um, but also just timing and your surroundings, the things you learn, the things you see within that time frame. Um, you kind of learn from your experiences. You take from like last year, or the first, the for the few part one when that came out, I was going to law school, right? So I got to talk about that. And now, like at this point in time, I'm talking about something completely different. Like it's just a transition or a growth from that point to this point. Things like that. You mm-hmm. kind of just pick up new topics, pick up new situations. I've been places. I get to talk about things like that. I've seen things. Um, talk about those things as well so gotcha so these six tracks in particular i want to like go through each track and kind of like hear your inspiration slash motivation behind each track so like in the beginning like you mentioned so your first track is fans everywhere too yeah and that was uh that's the the song where i get the most 
feeling that you're like talking directly to the people Mm -hmm. like you're like you know opens up you're in like performing somewhere Mm -hmm. and they're introducing you and you're talking to the people so like tell me exactly like what you wanted the listener to to gain from that song or to feel from that song so um like i said initially like that feeling of being on stage in front of people it's it's an amazing feeling for one you don't know how they're going to react a lot of these people don't know you when you go to these shows right so you're just pretty much going to the mic tapping it for the most part Mm -hmm. hey you guys out here type thing um, so with that, what I wanted to do was kind of just get their attention. That mm-hmm. first song is to get their attention. Tell them, hey, this is, I'm D Green. You should listen to me for X, Y, Z reasons. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that whole first track was. It's kind of giving them that backstory from um, where I was, where I'm going, what I want to do. And mm-hmm. I wanted to do that up front. So that's what the first track was about. That sounds like an elevator pitch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's funny when they put you when you guys put uh, somebody on the spot like that. Like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Tell us about yourself. I, I can't. I, I don't know. I don't know anything about me. Okay, and then so next track was, was "Get 'Em Up," which yeah. is like a real hip hop feeling type song. Uh, yeah. But the but the video mm-hmm. is it's not like your your um usual regular like hip hop video. You have like an actual not guitars, uh, someone in the back playing the drums, like you have an actual live band in yeah. the back. So what was like the inspiration behind that combined with the fact that it was like still like a actual hip hop upbeat type song? It all goes back to performing. Like the mm-hmm. whole project is based on performing. Like every, not everyday life when we're talking to people, we're doing, we're performing for someone, <coughs> for mm-hmm. whatever audience we're in front of. So that's what it was for. And I like the idea of having a, a band behind me when performing. I feel like when you're on stage, mm-hmm. a lot of like rock bands, they have bands behind them or whatever. Or bunch of musicians playing behind him. I wanted that feel for that record. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like it needed that. So Yeah, no, it was definitely like creative and, and different yeah. and ma- it made it unique because it stands out from yeah. other rap videos where the main focus is just them and them hopping around and, you know, just basically like getting turned up where in the back, you know, you had like an actual band behind you. It was yeah. like a, a different look for yeah. a hip hop mm-hmm. video. Um, the next track, as far as I can see, which is like personally, nah, I, I wouldn't say it's my second best, be- second best song on okay. there. We'll get to my favorite song when we get down there okay. um, for more personal reasons. <laughs> but <laughs> as far as I see it, so that song, you touched a lot of um, very important uh, issues that are going on in today's like political climate and in the world in general. Yeah. Uh, is that what you're trying to reach with, with that song? In all honesty, um, it just kind of fell into place that way. Like, okay. believe it or not, I recorded that song maybe three years ago. Mm. Really? Believe it, believe it or not. Like three years ago, I had that song recorded. Um, shout out to Lang Fay, uh, E. Beyond. Um, we was just going back and forth with that record for a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, when she sent me her vocals and everything to it, the only part I put in was the bridge part, the very last part Talk. of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that was more so talking about like what was going on and uh, things of this time. But that was pretty much it. Um, it was more of a reflection record. Um, what I wanted to do was, like, my eyes were open. And, you know, people talk about being woke now. My mm-hmm. eyes were open to everything that was going on in the world and how it affected me in certain instances, and I needed to put that in a song. And it's like, we judge each other, we judge people on a regular basis. Like, how can you really tell me about me? You don't know me, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And like, if you turn these lights off, we're no different from each other. So mm-hmm. um, that's pretty much what I wanted to touch on from that record. Got you. And then Vanity, Aaron 
yeah. Whitcomb. Yeah. It's like a, well, I don't know what's even like, what, what would you classify that song as if you had to like, <laughs> it's a, it's like a big like mixture of a lot of, a lot yeah. of like different sounds. That's one of my favorites too. It, I don't, in all honesty, it just, it sounds like a big, it, it reminds me of the Wiz Khalifa and what's this dude from the, the whatever. That the Fast and the Furious track? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It feels like that. It feels like a, a big record, like a popular record. If yeah. Um, that record was just talking about like fame and how what it does to people. You know what I'm saying? Like we, a lot of people chase it for whatever reason they chase it for, and they don't realize what they're doing to themselves first and foremost, and like the people around them, how it affects the people around for themselves. Mm. And I wanted to touch on that, and, and like the whole drowning in our own vanity. It's like mm-hmm. when you drown, at least you know, you know how that goes with drowning. Um, which is like drowning ourselves, our own sorrows, our, our you know, trying to be beautiful, trying to be perfect. We're kind of chasing that, and sometimes we don't get it. And messes with us, it messes up, or sometimes we do get it. We don't know what to do once we got it. Gotcha. So I wanted to touch on that with that song. Mm-hmm. And then second to last track you have uh, is Real One, which to me is like a club banger. Mm-hmm. You got your boy Famous ACM, shout out to Fame. Shout out to Famous. Yeah. What's up, sir? So, like, what's up with that track? The Real One's track was pretty much just me about me and my guys. Like, the people that I work with, the people that I'm around, um, they're dope, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, you know, people classify a real one as like, being tough or being gangster or something like that. The real ones are the people that make things happen. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't necessarily have to go with, you know, the street mentality. It's a matter of, I got I can call my guy Manny, shout out to Manny. I can call him in California and it's nothing but a flight to go get things done. Mm-hmm. I can call Fame, like, yo, I need a verse and it's nothing but, you know, a phone call or whatever the case may be. Um, I can call people and get things done. And the fact that they believe in me so much to help me get things done, mm. they're real for that. And those are my real ones. I know. Deep voice ass. <laughs> shout out to Pat. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Pat was in the studio like, you know what I'm saying, right? I'm like, stop it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> stop it, bro. But that was dope. He uh, came and did his thing. Like, Pat, it was a phone call. Like, yo, I need you to kind of do some stuff. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. He came and he did it. Simple as that. Yeah, because you can't sing. Not, not one. <laughs> I mean, you put some auto tune, no? Nah. We tried. Nah. We tried. <laughs> we tried. I've seen it before. It's, it's, like, like, it's uh, like, nope, I'm good. S- scrap that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get that to somebody else. And then, last but not least, my favorite track, mm-hmm. you know, not just because the message the song sends, but also mm-hmm. because, you know, I got a little snippet on there, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm included on that track, so my favorite. But no, seriously, like, so this last track is called Missing Out. Yep. And basically, like, the overall premise of the song is, like, if you're not fucking with me, then you're missing out. Yeah. Talk about that. Like, um, I believe I'm dope. I think if you're an artist and you're in this business, if you don't believe you're dope, you shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Right? So I believe I'm dope. And um, I think there's reasons, um, there's things behind it that leads me to believe that. And all I want people to do is listen. And I think if you listen, you'll see how, mm-hmm. how the music, like, how, how good I am. And I feel like if you're not, you're missing out on something great, something epic, something that can be amazing that you can be a part of. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And that's what I pretty much wanted to get out. It was, it's more, it's a confidence record. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I'm good. You guys should know I'm good too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm telling you why. Here's the reasons. And the last part, you know, having everybody kind of tell me their favorite, you know, songs or what they believe in the music, whatever the case may be. I thought that made the project because that's what the few is about. Like those people, like you come to me and told me, you sent me text messages like, yo, I listen to this record randomly. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like those text messages come around like, yo, this is dope because X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. Because of things like that, I wanted to make sure people heard that. So for the new listeners that um, got the project, they heard about, you know, let's say, um, what's the name of this song? The Other Side. Oh. You hear that song, like you hear you talking about The Other Side yeah, as opposed yeah, yeah. to me talking about The Other Side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They may say, 
You can go check that out. Mm-hmm. That's old. That's like 2009. Yeah, it was old. But like everybody had something. Yeah, from yeah, Whatever yeah. point in time, and um, I felt like coming from the people that listen to the music on, and it's like you know, people who's random me that mess with me, whatever the case may be, having them talk about it as opposed to me saying it over and over and over again, just kind of makes for a better conversation. Mm. Got you. Came ready today. <laughs> you got all the answers today. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> No, I was gonna say, um, I like the fact that it's six songs. Yeah. Not because I, not to say like you you couldn't do more, but it would it felt like uh like you made your point basically, and like the fact that the first song and I, I always look at the first song and the last song yeah. and see how they connect with all the middle ones. Yeah. Pardon me, my allergies and asthma, but um, I like the way it started and it made me want to continue to listen to it. Um, and I, I really like the fact that, like you said, instead of you consistently talking about how good you are, you had other people, and that made me want to check out the song that Jarrell was talking about. And even like the song, um, which he said, um, you split it 50-50, but the, the, the world is 80-20. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 50-50 dreaming it. 50-50, what is this shit? 50-50 chance, chance in the 80-20 world. Well, That's 80-20 world, yeah. Like, I, I like, like when you can go back and like reference your old tracks and like you can you still shows your re- your music is relevant from before that you've yeah. made and you're not changing as far as what you want to do i really liked it i like the project mm-hmm. yeah i've heard tracks here and there that Jarrell had sent me you know prior to this okay. that Jarrell would tell me like to check out yeah. and then i checked this one out and then i saw it was six tracks i was even more like excited because just my own attention span. So it's six <laughs> tracks. Kevin on record. Yeah, yeah it's my own. He sees so many tracks. Yeah, he he, he zoned out. <laughs> he made me want to run. We want to talk about that because I got a couple questions for you guys too. Okay. Yeah, okay. Continue. But I got to say, like, the your lyricism is mm-hmm. top notch. Yeah. The ly- I really enjoy your lyricism. Like, it started and it grabbed me and it held me. And I knew that even if I didn't like it, only six tracks. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like it. I do like it. I, I, I could do, do this. I didn't like it. It was only six tracks. So, um, one thing I want to ask, and um, I think it's important to ask this question, because people can tell you how much they like the project all the mm-hmm. time. What didn't y'all like? What would make it better for like the next project or something like that? What you think could be better? What you think? Oh, could for me, the hooks. The hooks. Not not all of them. I know track two, the hook. Uh, Initially, the hook threw me off. That's just me. And then your lyrics grabbed me again. Okay. I know so that when much. You say, when you say hooks, like I don't know that one. Just. That not your hooks in general. I get them up. Yeah, track two. Yeah, get them up. Get them up. Hook. I don't know. It just felt. Be honest. That, that's what I. No, I am. I'm trying to get like it. it just didn't. It's flow hard to for convey me. your feelings sometimes. <laughs> no, no, no. T- it just didn't like flow for me. The yeah, lyrics yeah. grabbed me, but I don't know. The hook didn't quite belong for me. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Right now, <laughs> I think what the hook is. I know. I'm like, what was the hook? <laughs> That's just me, though. Okay. Oh, you. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> anything about it? I don't personally like EPs, so I wish it was longer. Okay. Like, I don't like for artists that I actually fuck with. Yeah. It's it feels like a teaser to me when you only give me six tracks. When I feel like you have more in your arsenal, mm-hmm. or if I personally know you have more, in your <laughs> arsenal, <laughs> then it's like, ah, right, you only put out six. I don't like that. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying like that. If it's just like, so it's also like a personal thing because like the six tracks that you chose mm-hmm. aren't necessarily the six tracks that I would have chosen because 
but also it's like personal music is, is very subjective. Mm-hmm. So like there's six there's six tracks that you could have chosen that would have like hit me personally that I actually personally was like oh this this is he's talking to me directly. Gotcha. I understand as the artist that you have to put out tracks that are going to speak to the masses. But there's tracks that I felt like could have been on here that weren't on here that that would have been more <laughs> hard hit. But that's because I, I have insider information. Yeah, I got you. I'd say on the flip to that, yeah. as a pretty much like new listener, mm-hmm. after I got the track six, I wanted more. So I get from your devoted mm-hmm. fans, yeah. I get that feeling. But from like a new, li- you're gonna grab some people, yeah, and you want them wanting more. So I, if I don't know if that was your goal, but that you're that definitely was. gonna attract <laughs> like. And that was the perfect outro to like to something else. to grasp lis- yeah. listeners like oh if you ain't fucking with me then you're missing out yeah that and was a goal um in terms of making the music like my brother Brennan shout out to Diddy um I always talk to him about like making the songs and every time I come on every time I put out a new project I always feel brand new I feel like you need to reinvent yourself every time you come out don't ever think you know whatever celebrity you have that you you can go based off of that and kind of just put out some hard shit mm-hmm. um so I always try to reinvent myself for the new listeners for like to kind of like satisfy them I feel like the core listeners are gonna be there. They're gonna appreciate for what it is. They may ask for more, but they're gonna appreciate for what it is. Mm-hmm. They know what to expect. The new listeners are gonna be more so timid because hip hop is like, it's so much like music out in the world, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. to give them something to just kinda get them in tune to it, now they may wanna go back. Now they wanna listen to more. Now they want more. Now they become part of that core audience that mm-hmm. gotcha. you have. So that's pretty much what I was going for with that. Uh, mm-hmm. I could see that. Cause uh, I, I felt, I mean, Usually when I see, like Jarrell said, it's short, I feel like something else is coming after that. This might be something that you want to get off your chest. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> and then like, the, not to say this wasn't real work, but, like, the real topic that you want to discuss is coming with, like, I mean, I don't think Kevin would like it with, like, 20 tracks or, like, 15 tracks. So. We're going to talk about that, too. Okay. Yeah, and I need to get... <laughs> I'm aware of artists I don't know, like Jarrell said. I didn't know your work like that. I and I told you I was going to listen to your project last time you were here when we did the <laughs> NYC grind before yeah. you came on. And I was like, I'm going to listen. So when I saw it was six, I was like, but yeah, 20 tracks, not for uh, you. But <laughs> a lot of people can't balance that well is my whole. But you can't I can't. It's, it's hard to listen to 20 tracks, though, yeah. or someone, especially like if it's someone you don't know, you don't have a connection with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to build a connection over 20 songs. And I feel like that's why people make EPs. Like you mm. got a lot of new artists out, and since there's so much music and how people, I guess, digest music now, mm. you kind of just kind of got to hit them like quick jab, like yeah, this is, mm-hmm. it, this is it. You hitting them with that real quick until you have enough people to be like, yo, I want a full length project from you. Give us twelve to thirteen tracks, maybe not twenty. Yeah, <laughs> we like a lot. not that much, but you know, mm-hmm. that's Drake life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even <laughs> then, I'd be complaining. Man. I'd be like, Nigga, same twenty. Same. <laughs> Damn, I, I love twenty track like Do you? Album. Really? yeah. I mean, I like music. Per, like I listen to music all day. Like yeah, I have my headphones on in the morning. I don't take them off at work, and what I'll get someone? home. What are your favorite? I'm sorry, just a quick. What are your no. favorite tracks with like twenty track albums with twenty? More tracks? life. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Outside of Drake. Um, Outside of Drake. Outside of Drake. Um. Let me let me just go through it's my very library hard real quick to listen to someone with twenty tracks yeah. deep. I mean, yeah, it, it has to have a message too. Like, it can't just be like, oh, 20 random ass tracks that it's just tough make to no make sense. One for me yeah. Without yeah. some one skippable, if you're lucky. Or overlap. And then, a song yeah. that sounds like, like a song. Yeah. I, got, I was listening to, I've been listening to Stank On You this week. That shit has 
24 tracks on it. So with that, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta understand the time that came. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's what that shit was important time. <laughs> but I'm saying, as far as now, There's like too much I would, music out, I would go back and like listen. I mean, yeah, that's true. Now it's just a lot of music to digest. Yeah. So I, I just listen to it. Like I let it play. Like I will put I my come, phone away. I come from the time where like albums were important, so you had to listen to the whole album. And if they had dual this, you had yeah, to. You had to listen to the whole thing. Like I love listening to like full albums. Still to this day, I, I won't. If a person has a single, I probably won't listen to the single. I'll wait till the album come out. I'll listen to the whole project as a collection. But that single is going to be like pushed. Mm-hmm. Push. It's going to be shoved down your throat the whole time. Pause. Um, but I want to hear, hear what they can do outside of that single. That first mm-hmm. song is just to get your attention. Right? Yeah. So let's see what the second song, the third song, fourth song, fifth song. And if you can do that for 10 to 15 songs, I mess with you. That's if you can't do it, it's like, uh, got five I like. That's <laughs> about it. But I like listening to albums. I can so still listen to albums on repeat. I don't know if y'all could do that. Nah, yeah, I could do that. What do you mean? Like run an album back as soon? Yeah. Like just let it I go? I can, but I don't. When I hear music, it's just like, oh, this reminds me of something else. Gotcha. And, and then I already back. have like, I want to. Something set up for it. I can still listen to one song on repeat. Like for a whole. Well, I, I could do, do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy. I do that every day. I do all the time. <laughs> Play the I shit out of that yeah, song. Yeah, no, I could do that. So who are, like, who would you say are some of your biggest inspirations? My the very my very biggest inspiration is Jadakiss. Mm. That's a nice mm. one. Um, my cousin he put me on there. Not Jarrell, another one of our. <laughs> he had to say yeah, that. I know, I, I know. Don't worry. I just had to live through it. I had to <laughs> fucking walk Jarell all the way down Fordham Road it. to get a Jadakiss album. Or no, we had to walk up and down until we found it too. Went Which to one? Every, the first or the second one? The first oh, one. Oh, kiss the game goodbye. Kiss the game goodbye. Um, no one had it. And this is, this is actually how I got into hip hop music. Like before that, I wasn't really listening to hip hop. It was a lot of like the old school stuff, right? Um, my cousin, he would uh, play Rough Riders just all day long, <laughs> all day long. I mean, like when I say listen to an album twenty four seven, double off. That was him, right? <laughs> and on top of that, what he would say is, "Yo, did you hear that? I'll be there." He'd be like, "Yo, did you hear what he just said?" And I go, "Yeah, I heard it." He like, "No, no, no." He would do that over and over again, and then I'm like, "Yeah." He like, "What did he say?" And now I, I won't know what he said. You know, I don't know the words, but I didn't know what he meant. So he would rewind it back for me and have me listen to it again. Be like, Doing break the that Lord's down. work. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that, right? And then he would like, you know what? Take this home. Play that. And next time you come back, you better know what he said. Like, it was like that. So um, it was Jadakiss. It was the, um, it was, what is it? We Are The Streets, that project. He was mm-hmm. just listening to that. And he made me listen to it over and over again. And through that whole project, I just saw Jadakiss standing out. I'm like, yo, this dude is nice. Yeah. He said a line. He was like, um, this is my favorite line, too. He was like, you could be that clown nigga in the back of the whip that's going to get the second half of the clip. Know what I'm saying? Or be the other nigga in the front of the whip running his lips with the gun on his hip. Feel me, dog? And that was the line that my cousin was like, you know what he said? <laughs> and I'm like, somebody's in the car. You know what I'm saying? He's and in the back of the whip. He's like, nah, break that down. See what it's like. Uh, like just kind of like break it down and kind of make it into, I guess, layman's terms. So like... The dude in the back of the car, he's like playing, I want to say, not like old verse almost, right? Um, he's playing it like the dude in the back of the car is going to get the second half of the clip or whatever. He's going to shoot the second, the guy in the back seat. The dude in the front is talking. He's just running his lips the whole time. So he's going to take the gun off his hip, give him the first half, and get that guy the second half. Then the way he did it, it was just interesting. I'm like, oh, okay, now I get it. And that was just the dopest line I've ever heard. <laughs> and I'm like, I like this guy. And from there on, I just started listening to Jadakiss. I went back to uh, Money, Power, Respect when they was wearing the shiny suits, and I started listening <laughs> to the locks the whole way through. And um, and both projects, Jadakiss stood out, and his lyricism was just on point, and the authenticity of 
him and the locks or whatever was just always there. They never changed. They just always got better with time. Like they still are relevant to this day. And that's just like something that that was mm. a model for me. And I just kind of like follow that. So Jada Kiss will always be my biggest inspiration in terms of how I write, mu- how I write music, the lyrics, the thought process that go into it. I always wanted to be him. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I always studied him. And um, that's where I get it from. It's him first. Uh, Jay-Z for other reasons. Mm-hmm. I like Jay-Z's business mind. I never thought Jay-Z was the best rapper of all time. He's right. Not. I think he, <laughs> I think he is the overall best like hip like best person we have in hip hop. Overall. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Business, music, just the lifestyle. I like the fact that he moves in silence. Like you know he's doing something. Like just right I was now. Appreci- yeah. I always yeah. appreciated that. So Jay Z was always up there high on the list. And like I know people would kill me for this, but I just started listening to Jay Z until Blueprint Two. Believe it or not, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And I had to go back and listen to everything that he did. We all have our flaws. At least you went back. Yeah, <laughs> At oh, least you I, went I would back. Always go back. I would always go back. And um, three would be Ti. It was mm. the same thing with Ti. Ti was the first, and because of you, Ti was the I first. Do what I can. <laughs> Ti was the first Southern artist that oh, I looked fire. at and was like, "Fire, spitting flames." Like, super dope, right? <laughs> and I got on him on uh, pause. I got on him. I got to his music during Urban Legend. Right when he was in that video with David Banner, and David Banner, like, yeah, and the hats took us to the side. Like, who's this light skinned nigga? You know what I'm <laughs> um, so That's I got to that, and like, I got, like I do it all music. I want to know the catalog, so I'm going back. Mm-hmm. So I listen to I'm Serious. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he had it back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He had it back then, and I was like, all right, Ti's that guy. So Ti was number three, and um, the fact that he models um, Jay Z in some sense, like the business sense or whatever coming from that background and then growing out of it, I always appreciated that from him. And he's still relevant to this day. And he can still, you know, handle his business with the best of them. So I always appreciated that about him. Mm. So if you talk about top three, that's really it. And for various reasons. And they're still relevant, too. Still relevant. Yeah. That's always the goal. I think with music, you know, we're going to get to this conversation about, like, everything else in music. But um, Mm. I think people should want to make sure their music can stand the test of time. Yeah. Like, I don't see the point of, I mean, there is a point. Everything has its time and place, but, like, you should want 10 years from now, and that song come on, people fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? Or they just caught something 10 years from now. Like, holy shit. You want that. I mm-hmm. think, I mean, That's I happened to me that. numerous times. Yeah. yeah. And it's always a dope feel. Yeah. You that, like, shit, I ain't hear that all this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Yeah, you hit me the other day about Get Rich or Die Trying, right? Yeah. Uh, and you just hear some, like, dope yeah. shit. Like, yo, this probably is the, the soundtrack or the... the Fifty nah, cents. First All right, <laughs> <laughs> I had to clear that. Up. <laughs> I mean, but, but like ten. When that shit come out? Two thousand and one. Three. Two thousand and three. Get rich. Yeah. What yeah, was I? Oh, three. Oh, was I? Seven. Who was in seventh grade? Twelve when that came out. No, yeah, 12. 12, 12. <laughs> but no, so, so like no, but like that. So like I'm, I, so like I'm twelve. Like, how old was I? But now nah, we were twelve when that came out. So like some things you were saying went way over my head. Yeah, yeah. So go back was bopping. Go back. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I bet. What a blood. What? I know. I know. He's saying there. But other shit, I was like, all right, what are you talk about? But see, it's that. Yeah. It's that feeling that I always like strive for. So. You know what's funny too? I was just listening to Ti versus Tip. And I was like, well, why is he having a conversation? When I was younger, <laughs> why is he having a conversation with his alter ego? Like, yeah. this makes no sense. And, like, yeah. now when we're this age, it's like he had personality, conf- like, issues. Like, yeah. he, he didn't know who he wanted to be. Business, T.I., like, exactly. T- or he wanted, no, was it? Is T.I. the business? T.I. the business, business guy. Tip, yeah. And Chip is the street yeah. dude. Yeah. And I love that album. Like, yeah. that's, I remember with Ludacris and T.I. had that beef. Mm-hmm. And, um... 
I like Ludacris, sure but live. he was too funny for me. You <laughs> thought you thought Ludacris lost? Sure live battle. Really? You see who's still up? Who's no. still eating? I well, mean, fast oh, and he furious. won the war. Yeah. Let's <laughs> not get it twisted. They both eating. Right? I mean, <laughs> I meant hip hop. Well. In hip hop, oh, I, I, I don't nobody, know. Nobody checking for a Luda song. But that he did one song called War of God where apparently like he murdered T.I. People have like they they always say like he he beat him with that song. I'm I'm not like, entirely not, sure, but Luda is nice. No, Luda is nice. He is nice, but it's not checking for T.I. and Clifford Harris. We ain't that. Um, you spoke of the T.I. versus T.I.P. Right? Yeah, that that just reminded me how like when you're younger you listen to something and when where this like when you're older and how it reflects now like basically it was ten years. No, that was ten. one of those projects that. It was ten years through. ago, two thousand seven. Shit. That helps. That helped me through like figuring out that conflict for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of artists, they work and they have to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> In this music business, you work and then you do your music or you follow your passion, or whatever. So you kind of like tee the two lines. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I didn't know how to do that. Right, so when I heard that project, I was just more so like, oh, all right, I see how he's like talking to himself, how he's like going back and forth. Like, you come from a certain area, but you want more, and you got to kind of put that self in like your old self in check so mm-hmm. you can get what you want. So, I created a project called um, Top Floor Mind State, Ground Floor Humility, mm-hmm. humility and um, that's where I got it from. I got it from mm-hmm. him, and um, that was hosted by DJ Green and shout out to him. Um, but yeah, that's what it was about, and that whole project was that conflict for me, just kind of separating the business mindset from um you know where i come from and mm-hmm. trying to make sure i can balance those perfectly oh that's uh, dope even on the cover though you had like yeah like dual portraits one side was yeah. you with a suit on the other side was you just regular yeah, street clothes yeah it's daru g versus d green <laughs> that's, pretty that's much dope i definitely gotta check I'm that i'm playing chess versus myself mm-hmm. so that's pretty much what it was and um yeah so he has a guy shout out to him um i did have a question though so, with this album um the tone um, that's one of the things, like, I would say, um, it sort of sound. it was a very, um, consistent tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that I got the project was, was as if you was having a, con- like, as if we're sitting down here, right here, and we're having a conversation about mm-hmm. what it is you think, uh, well, not what it is you think, but how to move about as far as when you want to chase something or who you yeah. want to be. Yeah. Um, is that what you wanted as far as yeah. the tone for that, this yeah. project? Um, when it comes to making the for the few project. Right. Um, mm-hmm. My goal is to have this type of setting, like more intimate, just kind of like having the conversations with people. Right. So it's like it's a conversation between me and the instrumental and people are privy to it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what it is. So I'm just what the beat is telling me. I'm kind of like just going back and forth, like conversing with it or whatever the case may be. Um, and I wanted to have that feel. I wanted it to feel like you're just listening as opposed to just. Mm-hmm. Like your head the whole way through. Just listen to it. Like listen to the words. You know, it's almost like how podcasts. Like you listen to podcasts. Like oh yeah yeah. Uh, you want to like kind of like chime in with it. I kind of wanted to go for that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm. Uh, okay. I, that's the only thing I would say to change. But then it would probably change the whole dynamic of the EP. Yeah. Um. Because yeah. we so used to listening to different type of songs throughout an album. Like I can. I would say as far as Kendrick's. Like oh no, for your eyes only. Mm-hmm. It was a. It was a message throughout the whole thing, but it went up and down while di- I know Jarrell shaking his <laughs> But this was more like it was consistent. Like and I really I don't know I don't know if this counts because I'm not a beat maker, but the beats were super layered. Like yeah. I could hear the pianos, I yeah. could hear like the violins, and I could hear like every type of instrument that you were playing without it being overly 
Oh, you got a ear for music. Look at no, that. No, I love music. Okay. All day, all day. I heard that violin in the back. <laughs> yeah, is, that a, is that an E flat? <laughs> G major, G major. <laughs> and the singing, too. The singing, I really like. Oh. I say I ain't on it. <laughs> no, no, the, the, the people who were on it, the guests who were on yeah. it, I really like their their yeah. vocals and stuff. Um, I like I like for, mo- for the most part female singers. I think they're the best thing out there. Like, you know what I'm trying like, to sell themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I like female singers. What? Two things. Two things. Segue for, for D Green. He loved female singers and he loved Green. attention. Like, he loved being on, on the stage. <laughs> No, but um, for the project, I needed it to be consistent, mm-hmm. like because I needed it to be intimate. You know what I'm saying? Like the the idea for it was to be intimate. It was supposed to be a conversation. It was supposed to be like just inviting you to my world. My world's a little dark, not dark to like not to the extreme, but to the point where like I, there's things that I need to address. Mm-hmm. You should hear that first. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of what I was touching on in part one and part two. Mm-hmm. Part gotcha. three may be a little different. Okay, okay. Part three <laughs> in the works. Part three, green. So, what do you think about the current state of hip hop? Um, in all honesty, and how you, and how do you think you fit in that? Um, I like I like what hip hop is. I like that question too. Um, I think I have my own lane. Why? Okay. Because I'm carving out my own lane. I'm not worrying about what everybody else is doing. This is D Green. This is all me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no seriously. I only ask the no question. <laughs> Stand me down. I'm not, bad. I'm, not, I'm not necessarily worrying about what everybody's doing, but I'm watching everybody. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, from a business standpoint. And from an artist standpoint, you, you should be able to do both, especially in this day and age where being an independent artist requires you to do both, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in watching um, like what's going on in music, like the new music, the what the kids are doing, the little yachties, the um, what is little boat? What, <laughs> I just said little yachty, right? Uh, little Uzi, that's <laughs> little boat. <laughs> there was two guys, right? Little Uzi. But um, little Uzi, like watching what they're doing, it's 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 what the kids want. Yeah. The kids want now, so like you kind of gotta pay attention to how they're doing it or whatever, but not necessarily follow that trend. You shouldn't necessarily have to chase it. So I don't mind it. It's generation based, and we're in a generation where that's what it is, like the mumble rap, so to speak. So mm-hmm. I don't mind it. I appreciate it. Um, I'm in my own lane, so I'm not really worried about it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, y- tell me, what's your what's your take on the state of hip hop? I hate this shit. I'm yeah, starting to get a lot of like, <laughs> I don't know what's up with Instagram, but like I, I at one point I don't know if you guys know who. Um, I think his name is Gunsmoke. He's from Chicago, and he like had. He's, sorry, the views so, expressed by Ron his only. No, no, no. I don't listen to him. With no Chicago. I don't listen like to that. him, but, but it's just I, there was drama. There was drama around him, so he kept coming up on like all the the hip hop Instagram page profiles and stuff, and then like XXX Tanash I don't know his name. Um, him, and it's like all the mumble, all the not mumble rappers, but the younger generations. It's like they're all trying to like grab attention any way they want instead of making music. I don't hear music that much. I hear you drama. Gotta, you also got to keep in mind that we live in a social media age, and that's yeah, what they grew up on for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so we that old. is part of their music. That yeah, is the pain and the fame first. And, and in all, no, like all serious, believe it or not, that triple X test, whatever, I'm not going to be able to pronounce that, right? <laughs> His project is actually pretty cool. He has a project? It's See, like, I've been trying like, to find, I it's can't. It's like four songs, and it's like um, actually pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, it's pretty good. Hey. Oh, look at me. <laughs> and that's a pretty good song. Yeah. So I, I wanted to hear he him. Can, he can actually rap. Like yeah. Dude. I don't know who this is. He's dope. That's the dude who was with um, making fun of Drake. Yeah. At that one. So time. like what I'm I do, right? I'm an old head. I'm out the game. What I do, <laughs> I, listen, I, listen, I listen to everything. And one reason I listen to everything is because of Jerome. He'll say, yo, listen to this artist, like some down south artist that I wasn't really messing with for a long time. Right. I can. So I listen to some of them <laughs> and I'm like, 
All right, these dudes are cool. But every time I go to the gym, I always put an album on. Mm-hmm. Random album. I don't care who it is. I'll put it on and I'll just listen to it and see what they sound like, see what they're doing, how they're doing, how they fit in. Because we see, like, when you look at, everybody's talking about mumble rap. Oh, mumble rap is bad. Mumble rap is this. But they're not talking about that. It's for the time. Mm-hmm. Listen to the project. It may not be the greatest experience, right? But they're doing <laughs> it. They're chasing a certain light. And you kind of got to put that in perspective. Like, I don't think people should be not doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they. I mean, Playboy Cardi. I think he went platinum already. Did he go platinum? I. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. He did really well we, on we his need, first debut. We album. Need to touch on something um, so I heard you guys like Wale album. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like Wale album? Uh-oh. No, 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 no. I just. I'm looking at you, though, Kel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. <no>. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, we give the backstory though. Why do why this question is asked? We, um, we were at brunch, right? We were at and brunch. we had like a conversation. <laughs> and, um, it's the weekend. There's <laughs> a lot of alcohol consumption. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have this conversation, and I bring up like, yo, Wale is top five of the new guys. And oh, everybody, like, it's like the, the record scratch. Like, it just kind of like. <laughs> yeah, you hear no, the, but the, the, whole the glass shatter. Dudes <laughs> that was sitting behind us hurry in. Everybody. Mimosas would drop. Plate <laughs> <laughs> <Quite> shattered. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have to ask you to everybody leave. Like, crazy. <laughs> I'm like, yo, he's. Here's a check. One of the lyricists <laughs> in our generation of the top, like the, mm. the ones that came in the last, what, six, seven years, eight, nine years of age, okay. something like that. He's one of Two the, of the, all the viable candidates of all the <laughs> All right, so we know Drake, Kendrick, Cole. Those are top three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Off the, off the, off the bat. Next then you two. got Next two, we got Sean and Wale, right? That's mm-hmm. the top. And then you got Meek, six. But we're talking about, he's like, I really want to put Big Sean number six. I'm going to tell you that right now. Over I Meek? Put, I want to put Big Sean number six. Under I'm Meek? Not, Over. I'm not a big fan of either, in all honesty. Like, I like their music. I think th- I think it's good, right? But, like, in terms of listenability, like, replay value, I don't think they really got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So. Maybe yeah. adjust my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, we're going to let him talk mm-hmm. on this one. These views that he expressed are not ours. Go ahead. <laughs> Listen, we're going to find out who the real D Green is. <laughs> we're going to have to put a disclaimer before, before the episode. <laughs> I do. I do believe that they're all dope. They're all the top guys of this generation. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're listing them, it's Drake, Kendrick, Cole. And that's the only conversation that we really are having. Outside you of think Big Sean's not better than Wale? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think um, Wale has more layers to him. Mm. Big, Big Sean doesn't have that many layers. Interesting. I think oh. Big Sean is more commercial in the sense of, like, his like you can you can get his lyrics first listen, like mind you like I'm a lyricist I come from like just listening mm-hmm. and like breaking down things whatever. Um, Wale's that Wale's mad intricate with his the way he plays and I everything, and I appreciate that. And then like, that's one of his flaws though. Yeah, yeah. Because because the like first of all he uses he uses the most unlikely comparisons like. Instead of talking about like Michael Jordan, he'll talk about like some random nigga like Isaiah Ryder who like no one, <laughs> like no that's who like no one would know unless you're actually a diehard like basketball fan. So maybe and that, that's what he's doing it for. But I'm, but that throws off. He loses so many fans with that because like so? have, what if no one doesn't know if no one doesn't know what you're talking about? Nobody understands these mumble rappers, but we still listen to them. Nah, because the beats be fire. They catch it. But while but while it's really rapping, they catch it. But while it's really no, but while it's but while it's really rapping like and like trying to make metaphors. To where people really don't understand them, and it's like you have to literally like Google shit for you to understand it. Like that's that's not that's not even interesting. That's not even interesting. Government <laughs> genius. Or listen to it, like truly listen, because we listen, we do live in a time where people aren't necessarily listening to the music. It's catchy.
catchy, like Kevin just said. I understand that, but like it's just catchy. So we like on Scarface, uh, Rose, uh, Scarface Gotti, whatever that shit's called. He was like, "Sapara me, Jerome, the mirror, quick." And he was like, "Someone look up, uh, Jerome in the mirror, da da da." And like, I had been to look it up, and I was like, "Yo, it's like some random fucking movie, like." You have you on genius. Yeah, like, <laughs> you have you on genius. I was like, "Yo, what you is know, he talking you know about?" What that does it has you checking for. It has you paying but attention. But it isn't geeky but attention. But you have to be like an actual like hip hop fan to, to want to do that. I do because I, I honestly do because I love that song, and I'm I'm just like a person who like if I don't know what the hell you're talking about, I need to like yeah. research it. But, yeah. but most people be like, yo, what the hell is he talking about? And let it rock. I'm a hip hop fan. I like that. I love I love lyricism. I love when rappers come in and they don't sound like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I like that, and that's what Wale is. And I think Big Sean he has his own sound. It's unique, but I feel like Big Sean is a mixture between other rappers. Really? He's dope, but I feel like he's a mixture between other rappers. See, I don't, I don't know, because I feel like Wale tries too hard to be a dope ass lyricist when he could, because more the, like the, the Wikipedia thinking about shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> like ninety two season with Isaiah Ryder with Noel. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Word. The mixtape. Um, his words of the day. When I can use this one. <laughs> <laughs> Let me use this one. <laughs> I give you that. Cause yeah. the 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 mixtape that he had, the first Seinfeld reference one that uh, he more did, about more about nothing. Yeah. That was the perfect project. Yeah. And I listened to like Back to the Future too. Yeah. And he he lost me with the way he was speaking because it would get hidden amongst the beats that he was choosing, like that, that go go beats. But it was dope. Yeah. Ambition. He lost me like. Really? The last I like project ambition. he lost. I like ambition. Yeah. That's the first it was dope, but I was I, I don't listen to it as much as I probably should. In a sense. But I mean I like ambition. Um, 88, 88 miles and running is dope. I think that's one of his first mixtapes. That was his mixtape. Yeah. yeah. His first mixtape. My brother put me on to that. Um and I wasn't a Wild fan then. But I heard that mixing like oh, this is dope. I rock with him. But he I, I, I just feel like his he premiere tries. project. What's his premiere project? Or two. Um, it would be ambition. Ambition. And this new one, Sean. I'm gonna be listening oh. to that. All right, I'm coming. <laughs> cool. All right, cool. <laughs> I lucked out. I can tell you, like it's pro- like not all his projects are hitting. <laughs> I lucked out. I lucked out. All his projects aren't hitting, but I can I can appreciate him for his lyricism. I do too. Okay, that's, that's pretty much what it is. I respect that. I, don't, I think Big Sean is dope. I think he. So when we went to Made in America. And mm-hmm. Big Sean performed, right? Mm. I didn't know Big Sean can rap like that, like without breathing or like just like I don't know how he did it, but he put every syllable, he said every word in his song, and you know how like Big Sean switches up his his verse, he'll go faster, he goes slower, he'll just start putting compound words and sentences together. Mm. He said everything when he was performing. I was like, yo, that dude's dope, and that's why I respect him. Thank you. So I respect him as lyricist. I believe, but <laughs> I, I would put Wiley above. I think it's, okay, let me ask you this question. Damn. Um, can you name, give me two of Big Sean's best projects? <laughs> Dark Sky. Mixtapes included? No, 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 no mixtapes. Oh. Nah, you, 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 yeah, you said idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's what got me, but I didn't say that was my, that was his premiere project. You're right. Uh, I mean. Mission and Sean are premier's project. Dark, Sky, Dark, Dark Sky. Sky and I decided. Yeah. yeah. His last <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Yeah. No, his last I two. Say, yeah, I the one before a, that weren't that great. Yeah, but I ain't say this love was a new found. <laughs> <laughs> he dope. Nah, I think ever since Detroit is when I've been like, yeah. Detroit is the, Detroit is what is the big shot I wanted. Yeah. On everything. That's the big shot I yeah. think you should get. Then he gave us Hall of Fame, I think. Oh God! That wasn't it. Like I, I, I <laughs> no, believe, I agree. No, <laughs> I wish they could remove that from like everything. Hey, Jesus. Discography, right? <laughs> yeah, everything. Like I got that Nicki Minaj song, that Mama song. Yeah, oh my, my God! Mama. And I stopped is, right there. Can I tell you? That's one of the reasons why. <laughs> I do not like that's not his fault though. That is his fault. No, it's not. Let me tell you why. Kanye was not in the studio with him. <laughs> Kanye was not helping him I, on on his Breakfast Club interview when they were talking about how Kanye had like so much um influence over what project was that um. Dark Sky Paradise. He's like, well, you see, like Kanye's on three tracks or whatever, however many tra- tracks he was on. He's like, she's like, oh, so you're saying Kanye like didn't really assist with these other ones? And he was like, well, you see, Kanye's on three tracks on this one. So I feel like he literally was in there just doing it himself. Yeah, I remember. You need, Hall you of need fame. some kind of mentorship. He said M listened to it. And he said it was dope. Who said that? That's what Big Sean said. He, he said who? Eminem. Eminem. Was he was like, on drugs. Didn't he overdose <laughs> around that time? <laughs> or methadone? Are we talking about? No, he said oh. Eminem listened to, listened oh, to Hall of Fame and told him it was dope. Yeah, he was 
and cosigns on that. He was, he was still coming <laughs> off of the drugs. Eh? Yeah, he was coming down. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't listen to that song with Nicki Minaj. He listened. He sent it to him in the in the meth clinic. I think it's little things that like that that takes away from you. Sorry, you know you're dope. Like you and Nicki's dope. She's dope. She's dope in her own. You know her own right. You can do a better song than that. Nah, that song was terrible between both of them. You can do a better song. They could have tried harder. You know what I'm saying? That project could have been better. Okay. But Wale has projects that are, I, yeah, I think are washed, that's too. Very, that very first project with the Lady Gaga record on it. Oh, actually, I like Attention, Attention Deficit. Deficit. I like that album. Yeah. Low key, I though. Can not to that it, much. But not like I only have Beautiful that. Bliss. That's all I have. Oh, when J. Cole murdered him? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was uncalled for. But yeah, that's <laughs> That was uncalled I remember when everyone was talking about that freshman year at campus. Freshman year at campus. Freshman year at school. You know, was talking about like no one really knew who J Cole was. It was like a selective few, and he was like, "Yo, he whoever that was murdered Wale on that song," and he yeah, did. Yeah, he went to a bunch of went to school with a bunch of kids from the DMV. Oh yeah, Wale lovers. <laughs> it ain't handle it well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you a question. I was listening to your episode oh, last shoot. week, and um, who was on last week? Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, look. The, 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 I forgot about it. Yeah, you got to test I forgot about this album, <laughs> The Gifted. Yeah. I forgot about mm. that album. I forgot about that, too. You see? Yeah, it was all right. On that note. So, uh, <laughs> exactly. Based on what you just said. Y'all, y'all mentioned that Wale sold maybe 20,000. I think that's the prediction. Like 20,000 or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, like, a lot of the talk was, like, Wale flop, Wale flop. One of the cases may be. Do y'all consider that a flop in this day and age? Yeah, twenty thousand units. Yeah, when you're a top five rapper, as that's, you say, that's, that's me. That's me. Fine, but, but, but I'm saying if you see him as it's a top five rapper, if you see him as a top five rapper, then that is a flop. Nah, because me seeing him as a top five rapper does is more than just the numbers for me. That, but th- those are those are some fall off numbers. But that's different. His talent and if that's a flop. What do you mean? Isn't that two different? His talent and if it was a flop. Well, by business standard, if you're talking about a label. The labels will see it as a flop, but if you still selling out shows, yeah, oh, that's still. Oh, I'm just doing about a record. Yeah, we're talking about the <laughs> units, though. Right? Like, but yeah, don't you think like your your um your fan base and like in your pool and like the status that you reach, you should be selling more than that? Well, not in today's music. No, because mm. that's instantly juxtaposed with Logic, yeah, who just did over two hundred thousand. He's re- but Log- he, they're almost like so. Not, Logic you can't been. explain that. See, I'm about to explain. I that. win. Big Sean, <laughs> <laughs> Big Sean sold more than that. Yeah. Big Sean is more popular than Wale. Logic is more popular than Wale. Right? You also got to take into account Wale's antics, how he reacts, and it is cool to not like Wale for whatever reasons in this new day. Because he acts like that. I, we all act. Like <laughs> no, he makes it cool to not like him. When you like get you people, don't, you don't make it cool for somebody for staying your opinion. We get killed for our opinions every day now. That's not cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I look at it like, for the business, cool. Labels is a flop, twenty thousand. But if you can still sell out shows, you still getting money in. And mm. this time in eight, like selling twenty thousand in two thousand seventeen, is good when all niggas is doing the streaming. No, because the, the streaming should help that. And I'm just saying, on a basic standpoint, if you come out with t- and sell twenty thousand records mm-hmm. uh, with streaming and unit sales combined in your first week is just a commercial flop. I'm not saying anything to his stature, his popularity, because yeah. he made the same points. Right? So and he's right. He, I'm not saying he's not successful. I'm just saying the album he put out okay. was a... But what I'm saying is, does it take... A, my, I guess my, in my full-on question was, does it take away from him because that project flopped? No. Because what it sounds like to me is everybody it kinda, wants to see him fail. That's what it sounds like. So talking about when it was a flop, this was a flop, it 
sounds like everybody well, wanted that for him. And I didn't it's know. not like we want you to fly. I don't. Like, we're looking at numbers. It's not you. Like, yeah. No, no, I'm not saying, I'm saying, but if, if, like, for example, if you set a standard for yourself where, say, for example, you become an artist who, on average, moves 90 to 100,000. Within, on within, on average, within your first week, and then you debut, and your next album is, is twenty thousand. Okay. There's a reason why that changed, and yes, you got to take into account that he pushed his album up a, a week in advance, the night before he just announced it. I didn't even know it even came out, so a lot of people probably didn't even know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that changes eighty thousand units or whatever, whatever the hell would it would have been if it would have came out the week the week after. Yeah, that's a, that's a big I, follow. It's a, it's a disconnect to me. I just don't get it because I agree he's very popular. Is it, Twenty thousand is is just low. It just and then compared relative to what his his prior album sales was, it doesn't make any sense. But that but then yeah, that makes because why would he sell out arenas but not? Yeah, why can't you get your fans to? That's why I bring but up. But maybe Logic. he is getting his fans. No, no, to buy his album. To buy like, Logic yeah, yeah. is getting his fans to buy. And they're not even if you say Logic is more popular, they are. Which I don't believe. What was the most commercial song on this album? Did he like was it Pyt? He started. Yeah, he He started with Pyt, and he he tried with Running Back. Well, you see, he should have tried with like My Lover. I feel like um, for one, Logic has a different fan base than Wale does. Two hundred thousand strong. (laughs) Way more than that. (laughs) I definitely believe that. Um, and Logic doesn't come off the way Wale comes off. That turns people up too. And on top of that. I'm defending like Wale like a motherfucker. I know, but that project is dope. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think there's just way more people not willing to purchase music anymore. But you know, especially if they they stop liking you. People, but listen, people mm. will stream music regardless, you know. And the thing about it is, if you if you put out good music, no matter how much people dislike you or they want to see you fail, they will support it. Like for example, stop it. His sales will pick up over time. When Rick Ross fucking came out and was a CEO, no one gave a fuck because he kept putting out fire ass music at the time. But <laughs> like no, no one cared. That was wait, a tough wait, wait, task. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no one cared. Rick Ross was not on social media acting crazy. He wasn't saying crazy. He wasn't like listen. He, he was. was he like, came out that he was a CEO Rick after he lied to our face. Rick that was a cardinal sin back in the day. Going, Fendi, going was, against God Fifty, who was, was like, beefing with New York and winning. Put it all in your face. Oh my goodness! Him in that outfit, smiling. Pimpin curly. And Rick Ross said himself. I wasn't a CEO. I tell everybody exactly. And he still purchases music. You and know why? Because they still fuck with him. If people just stop right. fucking with you, Listen. if people just stop fucking with you as a person, they're not gonna invest in you. Why would they invest in you if they stop fucking with you? That because the music, while they ain't the making music, music fire enough like, to listen, the masses, listen, listen, listen. or have they just already listen, left him? Maybe they just left him. I don't fuck with a lot of artists, but if you make a fire ass song, Word. you can't deny the music. Have you heard this? Nah, I can't fuck with it. He lied. He lied. Yeah, he, he lied, lied to on me. bar thirty two. <laughs> he lied on bar thirty two. I can't fuck with it. <laughs> and I think I think Wale too needs to discover his lane. I feel like he hasn't. I feel like he he. he I feel nah, like I he's yeah. all over the place. He's doing different things. I yeah. think he has a lane. Jerry well, now th- that started it. I felt like that was the time where he realized what direction he should go. But like, I mean, the other three albums, I wasn't like feeling. Like I, didn't, I felt like he didn't know who he was yet. He wanted to be this person, and he he wasn't it. And especially as far as fashion, like as. As far as me liking sneakers in the way, he was supposed to be like one of the top people as far like Big Sean had a deal in Adidas. Wale didn't have shit. Like Wale no, he had um one deal with ASICs and that's it. And he should have been like on multiple deals with because he's like one of the top he he could dress, like as far as hip hop is concerned, he was 
he was up there. I don't check his IG for any sense to me. <laughs> nah, but he he always was rocking the newest kicks. Like when Foams was coming out, mm. he always had them first. Like I don't know if you guys really remember, but he had like these blue foams that everyone was wearing he because he had them. Yeah, the the shit, and he fell off. I don't know what happened. All right, off while later. We, we should yeah. Sorry, we ain't gonna agree on that I one. Just, yeah. just, just gave Wally twenty minutes on this set. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good project though. But mm-hmm. Yeah, just Kevin put his mic. I wanted to ask you guys this. Mm-hmm. You guys this. Um, you guys do interview a lot of upcoming hip hop artists, right? You guys interviewed a few of them. We do. We can. Um, <laughs> 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 when we have time, you know. Yeah. How up? do you like based off that? How do you guys? find new music like if i'm coming out if jerrell didn't tell you guys like yo listen to the project for whatever reason the case may be and i'm coming out as a new artist how do i gauge somebody's attention how do i gain somebody's attention for my project for you guys and this right, you want, being that like music is so, got so much kev music. gotta have you have to have less than 10 songs for kev no okay. <laughs> <laughs> i find my new music i use uh the rap caviar playlist okay. on uh spotify I use planes and pigeons. I use complex, and Carl has this thing that he does called Oxlord, where he puts um, playlists together. And I have gotten many a tune from him, so I use those four things. And (laughs) then word of mouth, (laughs) Brian will send me like the occasional song, but a project, yeah. Let's see. For me, I'll listen to us like I'll find something on SoundCloud, like Mm. Carl's playlist. I'll let it play. And what I like about SoundCloud too is like after you finish the playlist, anything relatable, it just continues to go. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like a big plus. And then that piff, like I'm always looking at the newest tapes. Not right. Uh, Complex I like, but I use it on my phone, so it's hard to like get. It, it, it's just a weird function on the web browser. Now, when y'all find a song, how does that, after that, you find that song, you like the song, whatever, how does that person keep your attention? Are y'all looking for song two, song three? And looking for stories on them, or how does that work? Hmm. For you guys. Okay, so I'll use Party Next Door. Like, I didn't like, I didn't like him when we first met. Like when me and Kevin went to Drake's interview that he did with um, Elliot Wilson, mm-hmm. and that was like a minute ago. And they was talk. That's when Party's debut mixtape came out, and I was not hearing it. Like I was not checking for it. And then I heard this girl from um, Toronto. Her name is Rojo. And she had a song with Party before he blew up. And I really liked the message that he had, so I started checking him out. And he, um, I would YouTube videos and like go back, like date his music all yeah. the way back and just let the YouTube videos play. So it's all for me, it's like the, the energy you give, like the tone that you have. Yeah, okay. the tone that you, you're expressing for me. And if I like it and the mood that I'm in at that point, at that point, Party put me in this consistent mood that day, so I was checking for him heavy. I would never forget that day. Mm-hmm. But I honestly, like, I don't, I'm not gonna say I don't check for new music. Mm-hmm. Um, if I find a new song, like, randomly, it's because I found it on, like, SoundCloud, or SoundCloud will play something after I'm really listening to it. But for the most part, all my friends are, like, diehard music heads, so, like, they'll just send me shit. I don't know, really have time to be, like, like, searching, like, actively searching for new music. Um, but outside of that, um, something to what Ryan said about like when you find someone like going back and listening to their old music or what you act sorry um, I don't really do that honestly like yeah. what 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 it takes me to go back li- listen to someone's music is if like 
if I know that your your current your old music is still representing who you currently are to this day. Because I mm. like I fall in love with people's music at the at the stage and what they and where they are. Like you were saying, like how on every project you try to re- reinvent yourself, right? Yep. And one good example of that is like um, when we were in college, Wiz Khalifa was popping, like everyone cushioned OJ, OJ, and that <laughs> shit was trash to me. I, I really like, oh, this shit is trash, it's trash, 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 right? And then he came out with Taylor All the Dice mm-hmm. in 2011. And everyone else thought that shit was like, this is all right, but it's not Decent. the whiz, it's not the whiz I know. But that was that was the Wiz Khalifa that I loved. I was like, shit, I fuck with this music heavy. Like that Usher he put out was trash. But and I didn't even really listen to it. But like where he was in his life and the music he was trying to put out on Taylor All the Dice was different completely. Yeah. And like even the music he makes now, I'm like, oh yeah, this is not the whiz I like. Like, you know, it's just different. But like that's I, I try to like keep it within that area where I met you, because that's where I really like gravitate towards you and that's where you really are when you change up i'm like i don't really know you anymore or if i go back to, no for real, but if i go back then it's like you weren't that person that I, that I this is not the music i loved yeah i want to stay in that lane the music i loved with you and then if, if i know you i look i look for your music going forward not backwards mm. you know? yeah and for me <clears throat> for new artists like logic i just listen to everybody and i was like damn this is dope yep. let me go actually listen to incredible true story did you think it was too preachy Huh? Yeah, parts. Yeah, yeah. I, it was definitely yeah. Okay, but um, that's because he was established and I knew him. Cause I I flip like Jarrell. If I get a new song from a new artist, I'm like, all right, cool. You have to. Last ar- new artist I remember is like Nav. Mm-hmm. Every new song I hear from him is just like, oh wow, I like this. Mm-hmm. Until eventually, I was just like, okay, what's going on? And then I would check. Mm-hmm. But I don't know you have to keep my attention for me because there's just so much. Is it new like? First song, cool. Then you kind of like off it. Then you kind of got to get you back again with the next song. Same no, thing. I could love an artist's yeah. song that I just hear and not even check for them because I have so much more music. Gotcha. Unless it, it like penetrates my um, my conscience. Like Black. Yeah. I had I <coughs> I had songs I got from the variety of places I, I told you about. I had like three songs, yeah. but I kept hearing like people whose words I trust and like. I'm seeing ratings that the the whole project is really that dope. Fire. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Is so I'm like, yo, let me check this out. Let me see what this what is about. Best projects of this year. Yeah. If not the best the project best. this year. Yeah. like word of mouths. It's just for me, it's just time. Yeah. Time is so valuable with the amount of things that are coming out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying my hardest for me not to waste it, which makes me miss out on potentially things because right. there's a lot of gems that might fall under the radar. I just put music on when I'm in the gym. That's <laughs> <pretty> yeah. <laughs> randomly. Or like, um, I watch a lot of interviews. I like hearing people talk. Mm. I like hearing people's like backstories and things like that. I so love interviews. Like, so Lil, uh, Lil Yachty on the Complex show, mm-hmm. right? <coughs> hearing him, t- I don't know even why you can speak that well. <laughs> Based off the music he makes. So hearing that, how he handled himself, he's so poised and everything like that. I was like, you know what? He's trained. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I went and I listened to his stuff. Just based off of that. I'm sorry. You, I don't like 99% of his I'm about to say. But the fact that like I got some of him and like, pause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all live that, different lives. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I got more of his personality as opposed to what I just see on television or what people say about him, it mm. made me want to go and see Check what him. he's doing. Yeah. And I think he's in a lane and it's smart to kind of ride that wave at this point in this time. I'm not listening to his projects no more. That's, that's How do you get new? You said you go to the gym and you put on music. Yeah. Is, or is new music coming through? Where do, where do you um, play your music from? I your library? Do you a stream? Lot, a lot of the stuff is from like that pimp. There's a lot of hip hop. No, so it's new it, stuff. It's all new stuff. Okay, like just gotcha. random artists that are like 
the top artists, like featured artists for that week or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll check their cover art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cover art is dope, right? Like, I'll see their <laughs> name. Like, I'll look at their name and see if they if it's like cool. fire, fire, fire. You, you treating them like hoes, checking them out. <laughs> what that cover art look like? <laughs> what, right? What's your name? <laughs> oh, I. <right>. You pass. <laughs> Get my call. <laughs> now, I'll look at the um. I look at the like the name of the project and mm. what that conveyed to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And then from that, I'll listen to the project. If like if it's like 20 songs and I don't know you, I'm probably not listening to all 20 songs, right? But if you got like 10 songs and I'm looking at the titles of the I've songs, I've seen that on SoundCloud. And I'm like, I bet I'm gonna listen to this. Look at the plays. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I wanna, I wanna, so I want to ask you that. So mm-hmm. the things that you look for in new music mm-hmm. and the methods that you use to look for new music and mm-hmm. and and when you're listening to a new artist. Mm-hmm. Do you take that into account when you're putting out a new like new 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 music? Sorry. Yeah, all the time. Um, I look when I listen to new music, I'm hearing, I'm trying to figure out what their sound is because a lot of these artists are new and I feel like they're trying to carve their own lane, their space, or they're trying to fit in a, they're trying to fit in a lane, a space that's already created. Mm-hmm. So I'm always listening for that, and um, a lot of times, like more so now, I'm gauging like how many artists are doing this, mm-hmm. like one style. How many artists? Are, how many artists are trying to be original or stay true to themselves? I started gauging more of that just to see, like, if I'm putting out a project, which way do I lean? If, am I good in my little space, or mm-hmm. should I grab something from here to see if that can work? Mm-hmm. Like, should I grab something from here to see if that can work? And I'm th- how authentic is, you know, um, how authentic would I be stepping into, uh, say, a trap lane or something like that? I started, like, thinking that. Mm-hmm. That's my process when I'm listening to music. But I'm also lo- listening to it from two different standpoints. As an artist. As an artist and listener. You know, no, as a, well, three different standpoints then. Artist, listener, and then a business owner. Gotcha. As an artist in today's market, you are your own business. You're, mm-hmm. your, you're a walking company. So you kind of got to figure out how people are doing things, how to get music to people at any given time. So I'm always trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. So. Can't wait to see you when you in the, the suit in the business office. Oh, you missed it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> like long gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's the goal. Like um, a couple years from now, that's pretty much what I want to do. I yeah. Pretty much just kind of show people how to do certain things like you hit walls like if you're running your own like your own situation you hit a lot of walls you make a lot of mistakes you know what i'm saying and you learn from those mistakes and you kind of get better for it like now one of my biggest things is professionalism mm-hmm. in the music like making sure you sound good on the records making sure um the content is there making sure you're visually appealing to people mm-hmm. that's important for me and then um the outlets you use to market yourself those things are important. Yeah. How like social media works for you. Like mm-hmm. it took me a, a while to figure out how to use Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> like how to use it as an artist. Dating yourself. <laughs> 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 like just figuring out how to use it as an as an artist is different. Like you saw a lot of people posting pictures of food or um, yeah, 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 selfies yeah. and stuff. But how do artists use it? So it's a matter of doing research. Yeah. How to, like following certain artists. What are they doing? All their pictures look professional. Okay, let me make sure all my pictures look professional. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let me show I'm doing something every day. You got to see that. Let me go to artists that are in my similar lane and start conv- like having a conversation with them or the people that follow them to see if they'd be interested in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's more of like making those little decisions now as opposed to before uh, where I'll just post stuff on Facebook and hope people check it out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't do that anymore. You kind of got to bring people to you. Kinda, kinda, you kind of got to stay in people's face all the, all time. the time. Not like hey, listen to me, hey, listen to me, but just creatively being like, yo, I'm doing this. Check it out. Damn, Instagram is like that new nigga (laughs) on the street that you'd be like, yo, check my mixtape Check my (laughs) mixtape out. But the goal, you shouldn't, I think, like, artists shouldn't just be like, hey, check this out, check this out. No, no, no. You're pretty much like, nah, I'm good, homie. (laughs) Yeah. 
as long as you're being creative and you're constantly working and you're just like sliding it to them like without saying it, people check it out. Mm. So I've been pretty much following the business aspect of it and like a couple of years from now, it's, that's pretty much what I'm gonna do. Just kind of streamline that process for a new artist. Gotcha. That's kind of what I wanna do. So I wanna ask you one more question. Huh? Oh, y'all getting me the fuck out of here though? <laughs> <laughs> I wanna ask you one more question. Nah, <laughs> like. We really not. You can. You. You. Yeah. Got questions. Y'all ask. This is my last question. Correct. Yeah, I got you. But so one thing people, a lot of people don't know about you is that you also write music. Yeah. As well, outside of just rapping. Yeah. Like you write for other artists. Mm-hmm. Um. Specifically, like um, you have you wrote like a pop song once, and you write songs that are in like other lanes of other genres of music that yeah. wouldn't necessarily be hip hop. Yeah. What inspired you to want to do something like that? Um. I always have this idea with hip hop that a lot of times people pigeonhole you when you're a hip hop artist. Whatever whatever subgenre of hip hop you're in, you're pretty much that. And if you do anything else, you look crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so my goal was to take myself outside the box. You know what I'm saying? And the one way to take myself outside the box is to do something that's completely out of my lane. Like mind you, I can't sing. I, I don't look like some of these country pop. I can't change my image to kind of appeal to a different audience. Mm-hmm. But I can write songs with that. You know what I'm saying? So um, I would, and that was another way of challenging myself. Can I do that? Can I write a song that does not sound like a hip hop record? Like if you pair some of the records I did with some of the hip hop stuff that you guys hear from me, you wouldn't even think I wrote that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, I wanted to challenge myself to be able to do that. And in that sense, I'm no longer in a box anymore. Cause my word, those are my words, but they're in three, four, five different genres. And I, I, I love that idea of it. So um, that's what I wanna. It's like you plug yourself in there. Yeah, pretty much. So that's what I, I've been doing, and that's why I write so much now. And I like writing. I like working with other people in that sense too, because my only my only thing is to have that conversation with the person and figure out what they want, what they're looking for, and then try to create something based off of that. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, I'm creating based off of me, what I feel, how I think the world should be. But to hear somebody say like, "Yo, I want to write a song about you know love." It's a lot less work. <laughs> 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 a lot less work. You write a song, you give it to them, and they do what they need to do with it. Mm. So. Uh, I see you. So he got a couple of country songs. Oh, that's that's uh, D Green. He wrote that. Yeah, I mean, you'll probably never see my. Nice. Name. You'll see it in the credits. <laughs> <laughs> you see it in the credits, and that's how. Page that's five and an album <laughs> book. That's kind of how I want it. D Green. I want to. I want to be in multiple genres. I want to work with multiple artists, and I don't necessarily want to work with multiple artists as a hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want to be in that space just as a writer, as D Green, the writer, not D Green, the hip hop artist. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's a, yeah, that that shows that you have more aspirations, not just hip hop, but music. Like over the over the course of what five years, it became more so business mm-hmm. for me because I think a lot of artists they forget that it's business. This is a business. Like you're you're creative, so you're just focused on being creative, but. After you're done being creative, you gotta figure out how to sell this product. Yeah. So it becomes more of that. And once you learn more of the business, um, you start to see things that you probably wanna be a part of. You kinda wanna sit in the office. Mm-hmm. You kinda wanna make the executive decisions as opposed to saying, Here's my house and y'all figure it out. You know, once you learn those inner workings of how it works, you kinda wanna show other artists or like just bring other people like, Yo, this is how you should do it. This is how we can make this, you know, like streamline it or something like that. Mm-hmm. So make it easier for people. Mm. I, I really appreciate that. That's <laughs> what I want to do long term. Young Jay Z. 
<laughs> well, see, he's an inspiration. Yeah. Like I told you, the project with the project, uh, the TIP project mm-hmm. and the top floor mindset, ground floor humility. That was based off Ti, the business, act, the business Side. mindset. It's from Jay Z, and I see how he works, how he moves, and he doesn't talk about it. He just does it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ain't the two hundred million dollar deal today? Did he? Yeah. Or what? What was the two hundred um, million? Um, another uh, ten years with Live Nation. See? Yeah. <laughs> See? This nigga signing contract like he an NBA player. <laughs> yeah. And he went from having a company, what? Rock Talk Records? Having yeah. a record company to having, he was what, partners with Live Nation as Rock Nation? And, and then um, Rock Nation Sports and all exactly. those other shit. The Wines and Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They have movie deals. All of that. So he's no longer a rapper. He's still a rapper, but he has all of these different ventures that, you know, he can make money from. And help other people along the way. I think that's if I, I think like artists, if you you don't inspire to kind of step into that lane in some way, shape, or form, what are you doing? Yeah. That's growth. I think that's growth. I think that's growth. Jay Z coming out with a project soon. He could. They heard it here first on Cooling Out. <laughs> <laughs> they He's heard it here first. Made in America. That's I made in America and Meadows. Yeah. He ain't performing his old shit. He probably. I hope you know, not. It'd be crazy. Um, we was talking about this. Uh, he may not. He may perform some new shit. That's why he dropping an album. He's definitely, yeah. They heard it here first on and Cooling Austin Out. And City Limits, Three Festival. Yep. Yeah, and Swiss said it. Ain't yeah. too old to be moving like that. Yeah, so he definitely promoting something. Rock with Jay-Z. It's the man right there. It's the man. What's next for you, man? Um, What's next? We're working on new music. Um, Still working on new music, but it's something that's coming soon. Knew it. You heard it here first, guys. Cool, not exclusive. Something else coming. We're working on that, getting the pieces together for that. Um, I got some things in the works. Like, I know, like people say they can't. T- I really can't talk about it. I, th- I feel like you shouldn't talk about it until it happens. Until ink dry, you shouldn't talk about it. No, I, I agree. agree. With that. <laughs> I agree. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> I would definitely agree. That's so good, yeah, this, this thing's in the works. Um, we're doing some um, creative stuff right now. Good. You guys will see it. People will see it. Yeah, how are you? You're in a good space? You look uh, yeah, I'm in a good You look space. good. Yeah, you look good. You seem like you're in a good space. See, my skin is glistening. <laughs> <laughs> it was after those Red Lobster biscuits. Nah, you're not here bleaching. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, I'm in, a, I'm in a good space. The project is doing well. Mm. Um, people are taking to the project. They actually are listening, which is always dope to, you know, get that feedback. Mm. Um, it's opening up doors to other things that... It's cool that I, I didn't think that would be mm. possible. And yes. what makes it better is that I did it. Like, just me and a few people. Like, we managed to do this as opposed to, like, having a label and having them do everything for us. We managed to get these doors open. And that feels way better at the end of the day. So, I appreciate that. I appreciate a lot. When it comes <laughs> to <doing this> shit. <laughs> it's tough. Like, don't ever get it, like, wrong. Like, it's super tough to get these things done. But once little things just start happening, that ball start rolling like that snowball effect is dope mm. so. keep it going yeah happy about this we kicking you out nigga uh, it sounds like it no <laughs> you <laughs> have, i'm sorry you have anything else you want to discuss <laughs> <laughs> Nah, you see, but I kicked him out now. Now you're like, good. no, I'm good. I already know. Wait, wait, I have one question. Do you want to tell the fans why you never got on that mic when we recorded our first episode? Of cool <laughs> I out? was thinking about that. <laughs> oh. So it was, it was about Yah. That's the mm. only reason I didn't get on that mic. Right? 
I didn't want to make it about me. I'm coming to Hollywood, man. I want to make But he going uh, to sue us for the intro. <laughs> See? He going to sue us for the intro. Want that 45 cent for the intro. I told you. This nigga's no good. You guys are making a little money. I'm, I'm, I'm checking. <laughs> I'm watching. Mm-hmm. I'm watching. Once the numbers hit a certain amount, y'all have my lawyer. Not going to be no more. I'm your lawyer. Fuck out here. I'm like, nah, I would advise against you. Sue, sue and cooler now. <laughs> 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 Conflict of interest. Listen, guys. He's suing us. <laughs> he serves us. Boy, <laughs> yeah. give y'all paper. I on myself too. But, yeah. I mean, if anything, we just do one of us on the intro. Take his voice out. <laughs> <laughs> Same <laughs> words, right? We cool. We cool. <laughs> we cool. <laughs> Cooling out. When uh, Jarrell told me you guys was doing that, Jarrell hit me and he was like, "Yo, do you have a like? Can you do an intro, or whatever the case may be?" I'm sitting down at my desk working on something else, and. I'm like, yeah, I think I, think I got something. It's just like real quick. Because I feel like cool now. I'm like, you cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. And I wanted a chick to say it. So like I had somebody coming over like saying it for me on a record or whatever case may be. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have her do it. But she canceled. Like, you know, so I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And just kind of came everything. Kinda make it it was perfect. And it was it was like a, a, I didn't want to try to do too much. I figured just, nah, I'll just give I think that works. It's simple enough to where, like, I think it fits what you guys are doing. So. Nah, that out of respect to y'all because I, I, I respect you guys and um, what you guys do. Um, and you guys are my, my, my peoples, B. I got hey. y'all. Whatever y'all need. But I still need that check. So. Hey. You get that 45 cents. <laughs> What's up about it all for yeah, yeah. <laughs> How you never getting it. <laughs> <laughs> but, nah, we, uh, we appreciate you coming through. Plug. Uh, definitely got to plug in, you know, all the social media where they can find the music, all that good, good stuff. This is crazy. I feel disrespected. Why? Because you want some bars? Oh. 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 I was waiting for Jarrell to say it. You want me to rap? Oh. Now I'm an old Damn. I already got Hollywood. I'm forgetting who I am. I thought Jarrell was going to get you. I thought. Damn. I'm definitely sending the lawyers after you guys. I already forgot who I am. That's my job. I forgot who I am. Who am I? Yeah, no one come on cool now and don't spit. Oh man, where we even had the NYC grind through the poem Ooh, and the. Oh, you do poetry, rap. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, yeah, nigga, rap. And we just kidding with you. Damn. Yeah, try to stay you off your toes. That's all. I told myself in 2017, I'm giving up on my nine to five. Checks from it helped me live, but I was not alive. Got people looking at me like, yo, you out your mind. Not knowing that I was trapped in it for a while too. My life didn't come with a how-to. It's a whole bunch of bullshit making bowel moves. I turned that into songs that make a crowd groove. Scary, they knew I was zip, but not a clown dude. Black and green everything, man, it's two-tone. And no, it's not just cause the clothes on them two-tone. I mean it is, but you know the second prong. Green to black out on any stage that he stand on. Put the shame any beat he get his hands on. I know you think your man's nice, but your man's warned. Not to fuck with me, not in the slightest, B. Tell him stick to a script while I rewrite it, see. It's hard to stay humble through all the fuckery. When the same dudes quacking, they be ducking me. I ain't come from luxury. Family didn't own the company that they could pass to me to live comfortably. I had to get it on my own if I wanted to eat. But when people start seeing you up, they call you uppity. But I don't care, it's better than what they called me before. Cause when you down, bro, they don't call you at all. So in this game I play, I only work on my phone. Pulling my own strings, choosing this shit I hop on. Rappers rap, all the streets is like an art form. 
And I've been working on my Mona Lisa. Every man has a choice, choose to be led or become a leader. Walk in another man's shoes or his own sneakers. Don't get beside yourself, fame could fuck up your features. Come in a diva, don't become a diva. Green. Oh, now you gonna drop the mic? <laughs> okay. This nigga dropped the mic on us. Don't get gas. Dgreendgreenmusic.com. Be part of the few. You can follow me on all social media at my name is Dgreen on everything. Damn. Um, and yeah, that's it. Be part of the few, man. Where can they get the music? For the few too, out right now. You can get that anywhere digital music is sold, streamed, whatever the case may be. You can get it from dgreenmusic.com. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, nigga. <laughs> it got woman in here. <laughs> Come in here spitting like that. Word, that lava. Okay. And drop the mic right after it. <laughs> Yeah, be part of check chest. it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all ain't gonna let me rap? <laughs> so I'm sitting there, right? And I'm like, yo, I gotta give him something. I gotta give him something. He's gonna ask that question. He'll spit something. And I'm like, I got you. Yeah. And this nigga didn't even do it. <laughs> I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> I don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> who are you? Damn. <laughs> I'm about to go home in the mirror and be standing at myself. <laughs> <laughs> who am I? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Hey, yo, hold up. We just having a, I know you guys want to end, but we just having a conversation. Well, I was wanting to end. Go ahead. Don't, don't, put, like it. don't put it on me. <laughs> <laughs> we was having a conversation. If you had to compare, right, the NBA players, top NBA players to rappers, oh, who would be who? Past and present um, NBA players? or Present. Well, you can say past and present, because I have a list. So I'm kind of going for that. So if we said Jay-Z, who would Jay-Z be? Oh. Who would Drake be? LeBron. Who would Kobe be? Lil Wayne. <laughs> he said Lil Wayne. <laughs> Lil I, Wayne. Always was, I always felt like he was Lil Wayne. That's, how you, that's what you were going with? Sure. Oh, yeah. We always have this conversation. Yeah. Right? That's difficult because Jordan was a better basketball player than Jay-Z as a rapper. But LeBron is a better basketball player than Jordan. Just how um, I feel like Jordan is the staple, right? I know what I'm saying, but it's hard to like necessarily say Jordan is Jay Z because Jordan is basically like as far as like a business mindset of what a basketball player should be, mm-hmm. or, or an ex basketball player should be. Him and Magic Johnson are like the ideal, like on that side, and then Jordan's still like considered to be the greatest of all time. So it's like yes, Jay Z is like the best on the business side of rap, but no one people consider him the best rapper, I guess. But like, ooh, I don't know. I guess yeah, I guess that is a fair comparison when I, when I talked myself through it just now. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? Nigga, talk myself to the end. It's not you got to say it out loud for it to make sense. <laughs> okay. I was having this conversation and I was like, yo, so who would Nas be? Like, if that was a question. Ooh. Right? Tracy McGrady. No. <laughs> yeah, no, that's OD. Isaiah Thomas. At, like, no bullshit. I looked at Nas like Kobe. Whoa. Why? Because it was great, right? It was great, but he's in the middle of, Kobe's in the middle of, Michael Jordan and LeBron. He'd be like Tim Duncan. Yeah. You think yeah, so? That's yeah. One. That type of greatness? The boring greatness. The boring greatness. <laughs> not, bo- not boring, but like the <laughs> the more laid back greatness. Okay, I can see that. And he gets his ju- I don't think he's that's a, that's a good comparison. Efficient. He's that is a good just comparison. successful. Yeah, that's a good comparison. That a good Tim, Tim Duncan. That. I didn't think of that. I, I yeah. give you Tim Duncan. Timmy D. Who's Kendrick? Ooh. Who's Cole? Hmm. Cole's Alfred Payton. <laughs> just because of the haircut. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Cole would be Kawan. Kawhi Leonard? Yeah. Okay. 
because he's he's a like one of the best NBA players right now, and he gets his recognition, but not as much. Where Cole is one of the best right now, he gets his recognition, but not as much. We so talk who, about him, you know what I'm saying? So who would Kendrick be then? Steph Curry? No. Durant. Durant. Cole, he, Durant need a ring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie? No. Is Drake LeBron? I want to say Westbrook, but he doesn't have a ring, if that's where, if that's where. Well, Drake is LeBron. <laughs> he is a beast. That's why I want to say Westbrook. and <laughs> has like that nonstop he does, motor. He does. Well, he's who a thinks beast. that better on the court than LeBron? Right now? No one. No one. There's a lot of people that say Kendrick is, is better. But I still, but I think, I think. Overall Drake consensus, is, though. Yeah, I think Drake, okay. yeah. Overall consensus. Drake got it. Who the most successful? He's still successful. So then Kendrick yeah. has to be Durant as like number two. Well, he has no ring. Does he, he say Steph? Well, I think oh, even. That's what it says, Steph. So we'll go with, we'll go with Steph. Yeah. We know Steph is the Nike. Still. And the <laughs> Let me ask you this question now, because we was having this conversation too. Um, Kendrick sold more than Drake, right? Mm-hmm. In the first, what, three weeks, months? First week. I know first week. I don't know first what he had now. First week was for he's, sure. He's platinum now. He platinum, yeah. Platinum. So is Drake. Now, um, <laughs> <laughs> Drake is platinum. Now, people have been saying that Kendrick is now the best. I'm glad right? he brought this up. Right? Um, I don't necessarily believe that. Huh? Why? Because I think if Drake and Kendrick, after coming up their success, put an album out right now, Today, Drake will sell way more. Okay, I agree. Yeah. And also for the recent, this is just a fact. Mm-hmm. More Life had a terrible rollout and multiple delays, and came out on seven o'clock on a Saturday <laughs> on, 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 <laughs> on the radio, <laughs> which means he cut his. He lost the whole almost two days, days mm-hmm. of album sales. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kendrick outsold him with a full rollout. Mm-hmm. Traditional rollout, people knew about hundred thousand. I'm not saying <laughs> that Drake would have outsold him with a full another day or so, but I'm just saying the discrepancy wouldn't have been a hundred thousand units. That's all I'm gonna say. So I'm just saying people say it, but it's skewed. Mm. Yeah, sort of, kind of. But I still believe that regardless of Drake's rollout, Drake will come out today with five songs and that's gonna go platinum. Like I don't think Kendrick is doing it that way. I don't think he can. And the reason my major thing is the day. So it depends on the day. No, my major thing is the the amount of days they were both. Oh, no, no, he's saying so like if they for example, out. like Drake and Kendrick just dropped not too long ago. He's yeah. saying like if they dropped again both today. Right now. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Dr- then, then that's no, I'm, my whole thing is he basically outsold him because Drake gave ah, him a day. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. But that's but that conversation of Kendrick being better than Drake overall. Well, nah, but but so like Drake is like probably the only artist right now that can like just keep dropping projects if he wanted to. And but like, I think that goes to your greatness. That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. And the streaming. His album sales yeah. are just going to build. And I think he's smart in the sense that he's not necessarily sticking to one particular genre. So oh, he's exploiting <laughs> the streaming. He's the smart. I think he's smart. He's like, exploiting the streaming. Th- when we keep Puerto Rican, the next week he's Jamaican. <laughs> I was reading an article on The Ringer. I'm not going to. It's called The Drake Over. Mm-hmm. I should check it out. It was basically saying that by like 2025, if he continues on this pace. Arthur theorized that he would be the best-selling hip-hop artist of all time. 
and he just talked about it's a long article, but basically, views came out sort of like a billion streams. More Life already beat that, and if it continues at this pace, while well, its prior albums continue to accumulate mm -hmm. streams, and the newer ones come out, we will eventually the greatest selling hip hop artist or best artist selling artist of all Unit time, or, or just hip hop. Hip hop, hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. Yeah, I can see that happening. I think he's gonna be the next one. To, I think he's gonna be the next staple. He's gonna be the next Jersey Day to tie. And we look at like, he's the guy that we gotta, we gotta beat. I think that. I mean, people are doing it now. You know what I'm saying? Good luck. I see the the which called the criteria for hip hop. What about? I have one. <laughs> Damn, we're going. You don't mind? You guys? I have I'm a good. Good. I do. Nah, I'm just I'm just but why is this? How is he gonna be remembered with this whole Meek thing? Doesn't that? Forever tarnish his legacy. That goes right back to the um, the Rick Ross thing, like them telling Rick Ross, like, "Hey, you're CEO." Rick Ross saying, "Nah, I'm not CEO." Then it's proof that you're CEO, and he still fuck with him. No one cares. Nobody Keep putting out music. Keep putting out. You, you, I think you said that last week. You was like, "Yo, I'm not checking for his personal life." <laughs> you know, what I, mean? I mean, that is part of the music district, but like, he doesn't care. He he acknowledged whatever. I'm in a studio. I'm writing. We collab. Blah blah blah. Let's move past it. You gonna get more life though. Oh, world. <laughs> about that shit. Facts. Why do you look at that as a somebody a lyricist? Um, How do you look at him? I always looked at Drake as an overall artist from the first album when it wasn't necessarily all hip hop. Mm. I was looking like, okay, he can be in multiple lanes. He can rap his ass off. You heard like what, three a.m. and whatever, whatever place he was, he killed yeah. all that shit. Um, so he's a rapper overall, but I think he's a in general sense, he's just an overall artist. So I don't really rate him for that. This is mad random, but y'all ever realize this room we recording has Notorious B.I.G.? Yeah, you know, yeah, remember we did the episode with, with um, Downtown, downtown Dion. Dion. He said that? Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Downtown Dion. I wasn't listening <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, That shit went totally over my head. It was all a dream. Yeah, I'm like, I'm reading this. I'm like, okay. Look familiar. I was like, y'all, this sound familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. I was like, what is this? I was like, is this a poem? <laughs> like, that rhymed. That rhymed. Oh, cool. Who wrote this? It's kind of creative. Salt and bamboo. Smoking weed and bamboo. That's dope. Hip hop all over. You see all over, right in front of us, and I didn't even acknowledge it. Just, I just did that. How many times have been recording in this room? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why we Ted recorded Tom. this room. Yeah, stay wild. Hey, <laughs> and I we appreciate you coming through. Thank you, thank you, thank you. D Green, D Green Music. Dot com. Be part of the few. Follow me on social media at my name is D Green on everything. Okay. Green. Now. More success, man. Yeah, most success. More success. Appreciate. I'm gonna stop yelling, yelling at the fans because they've been listening. So, I'm gonna yeah. end this week on a good note. Thank you for all the support. Thank you, all the listeners. Y'all been amazing. I'm going to stop threatening y'all. <laughs> I heard it, don't, it doesn't come off correctly. <laughs> For real? I really don't care. Well, I'm just going to give y'all one good week. It's about passion. And then I'm going to stop after this. I'm going to keep yelling at you. Rate, rate, But this rate. one week, you're going to rate. I already know you are. You know, you're going to rate. You're going to support. You're going to love us. You're going to share it. Because, you know, you're, you're good, genuine people. So you're going to do it. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I have for you. I love you. Thank you for listening to Cooling Out. And this has been Cooling Out this week. Stay cool. You cool, I'm cool, you cool, I'm cool, you cool, I'm cool, we coolin' out. You cool, I'm cool, you cool, I'm cool, you cool, I'm cool, we coolin' out. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.